You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. And before we dive into my special show today, I want to take a moment to let everyone know that we'll be broadcasting the This Just In radio show again live from the HIMSS annual conference in Las Vegas on Wednesday, March 7th from 10 a.m. Pacific to 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll be broadcasting from booth number 2443. So please stop by if you're going to be in Vegas and see the show and please say hello to us all. I mean, if you're not able to make the conference this year, you'll be able to stream the radio show live at thisjustinradio.com between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll have another great slate of CEO, CIO, leading care providers, industry thought leaders, riveting authors, and certainly policymakers joining the show. And to just name a few, here we go. Dr. John Halamka, everyone very well known from Harvard and Beth Israel Deaconess. He's a three-time returning guest. Uh, Paul Black, a CEO of Allscripts. Dr. Rasu Shretha uh, from UPMC, the CIO there, Chief Innovation Officer. Anish Chopra. President of Care Journey and former U.S. CTO. Neil Gomes, the Chief Digital Officer for Thomas Jefferson University and Jefferson Health. Dan Monroe, author and Forbes contributor. Ed Marks, the CIO, the Chief Information Officer of Cleveland Clinic. And nonetheless, Dr. Karen DeSalvo, uh, former, formerly the ONC Coordinator and Professor of Medicine and Population Health at UT Austin Dell Medical School. So just those are just a few of the guests that we're going to have. I'm very excited. Most, uh, almost all of them our return guests. So uh, just a great slate. Um, I'm very happy that they're able to join us uh, this year. So please, again, tune in on March 7th to our live broadcast. Um, but for this episode, though, my 119th episode, we're going to speak with a good friend, Jennifer Denard, who's also known as the digital diva at HisTalk. Uh, Jen is also the founder of the Health IT Chicks community, which supports women in health IT. Welcome back to the show, Jen. Thanks, and congrats on 119 episodes. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I know. It's actually three and a half years worth of programming, So, and, and we're going strong and, and, getting, uh, and getting better, so I'm very thankful and grateful. Sounds like you've got a great lineup for hymns. A lot of those folks um, I've had the pleasure of either meeting or seeing present at past conferences, and it's a stellar lineup. Yeah, they're always insightful, and, and they're just great guests. They're very personable, uh, bring a lot of deep thought uh, and strategy and best practices. So, um, so very happy. And you know, this year uh, I was just looking at some of the numbers. I think for Hems annual conference uh, is over forty thousand people. We're expecting. Is that the number that you hear too? I haven't checked, but I'm not surprised because when I first started going to Hems six or seven years ago, it was hovering around thirty thousand. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and I heard we actually may bump up closer to 42 to 43. I was, and it might even hit 45. I, I just think you know, well over 40,000 will be there, so it's going to be a, a big time. But um, you're always a great returning guest. I always look forward to your show. We've been doing this now a couple of times. Uh, this is kind of yeah. where we we look into our crystal ball and and see uh, <laughs> what, what do we you know what can we see coming. So, and before we dive in too deep into that though, 
uh, which, which I'm very excited for. Tell my audience about His Talk, His Talk Practice, and some of those uh, initiatives you have. Well, His Talk and His Talk Practice, I've, I've got to say, they are my dream job. Mm. They are um, a family of healthcare technology news websites run by the elusive Mr. Hiztalk. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an anonymous healthcare executive who has been writing about healthcare technology for 11 plus years now. And um, the website and his daily coverage of the industry, it's just gained a reputation for really telling it like it is. And we have a very loyal, um, very large audience of C-suite readers who open up his talk every morning with their cup of coffee to see what's uh, what's going on and and you know you know you're doing something right and you know mr his talk of course is is leading leading the charge when you're sitting on a panel as i was last week speaking to college students and i'm sitting next to patty lavely who you oh, know yeah. i'm sure is cio right. of gwinnett medical and i i'm introduced first she's introduced second and she turns to me and she said i read his talk every day it helps me do my job better and i'm thinking okay <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. My job here is done. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. And, and as your listeners and hopefully our readers out there will, will attest, we typically break stories before other media outlets. And so that always keeps us on our toes, too. Yeah. So you guys always have, you know, your, your fingers on the pulse. You certainly the beat of the industry and what's happening. And the breaking news does seem to hit across his talk first. Um, so tell me, what are some of the big stories that are out there right now? I mean, because there's, there's a lot happening, a lot, a lot of um, obviously convergence uh, on different sectors, but, uh, but what are you guys seeing and what are you guys writing about and talking about? Well, convergence is a great word because a lot of people would also call it consolidation. Right. Um, and, and just aside from, you know, EHR companies merging with each other because the market's getting a little bit smaller, it seems like I can't go a day or two without some headline coming across my desk related to Amazon and how it's going to yeah. take over healthcare. And everyone has these heightened hyper expectations for, you know, a consumer centric company coming in and, and making healthcare all better. Um, so that's something that we're certainly keeping, eye, keeping an eye on with, um, with a somewhat jaded eye, I think, <laughs> as our readers will tell you, and as I'm sure you know, oh, yeah. companies that don't have healthcare at their core tend to not survive very long. Amazon, of course, is a different beast, but uh, you know, take whatever news that comes your way about Amazon and its healthcare plans with Berkshire Hathaway and JP Morgan with a small grain of salt for now. So we're definitely keeping an eye on that. Um, another big issue that it seems like, Justin, we talk about every year mm -hmm. when we have our crystal ball conversations mm -hmm. is the burden of health IT on physicians. Yeah. Um, and, you know, meaningful use is, I don't want to say it's fading away, but it's definitely transitioning. And MIPS and MACRA are supposedly going to be simplified as far mm -hmm. as reporting requirements. And, and CMS seems to be paying a lot of attention to how physicians are reacting to all of these regulatory programs. So we'll see. Um, his talk practice, I forgot to mention, deals with the ambulatory side of yep. the industry. So our readers are definitely paying attention to what's going on there. Um, and then, you know, cybersecurity, data breaches, you can't, 
you can't turn over a leaf without <laughs> coming across the headline related to that. And, you know, you, you've been, um, gosh, in this space a bit longer than I have. And so I'd love to get your perspective on, on how you see that evolving. It seems like you can't really stay ahead of the game as far as being proactive. Providers just have to figure out how to be reactive in a timely manner. Well, yeah, and I've done actually, I'm fortunate, I grew up with a gentleman who became one of the just the leaders globally on cybersecurity. And so I've had him on the show, his name is Steve Wiseman. I've had him on the show a few times and he helps health systems and practices. He's actually in the state, he's, he's an estate attorney actually for my family. And he's been um, kind of part of my family inner circle for, oh gosh, 35 years or so. But um, he just happened to do this on the side. He happened to stumble into this world. Uh, he actually taught mm -hmm. me kind of the radio business and he's had a radio show for a very long time as well. And he, um, he's been on a couple of times. And so he basically helps with the structures. He's not, um, he doesn't have a company or anything like that where he can you know, build software technology, but he more goes through best practices in whitelisting and really locking down um, practices and all organizations, not just, not just practices and not just health systems, but all organizations and kind of flipping the script a little bit on what you have access to and really having that be centralized. And so that's kind of the, one of the silver bullets that I see being more successful at times is the whitelisting is where you allow people that, that 45 sites that they're, they're able to access. Um, and, and email is, is managed very strictly. Uh, and, and I think that we're getting down to those type of measures if you really want to have a safe environment or do your very best. I don't think we're ever going to be safe. It's just not the, the life, that world that we live in, nor we have we ever. Um, right. It's perception. However, there are things, there are strategies that you can deploy. And so I think there's things like that. The issue, though, is even when you give somebody, quote unquote, one of the silver bullets, it's not, that's not the only one. There's, there's numerous great strategies out there and there's great companies out there and there's great technologies, innovations out there. But as you know, it goes back to um, bandwidth, you know, how much these right. people don't have time to be looking up these solutions. They don't trust. They've been sold everything under the sun. They always, you know, basically snake oil salesmen coming in from time to time. <laughs> and they just, they just gotten burnt so many times and they're trying to practice medicine. They're trying to adhere to meaningful use. They're trying to participate within the, uh, you know, the QPP and the MIPS program or any ACO or whatever the program is initiative and, and stay secure and, and try to go home at night to be a father or a mother and, <laughs> or, or a great partner. It's, it's just, uh, there's just so much coming at them. So I think it's the initiative overload, which is really, right. you know, tugs at our providers and our health systems. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. And so that's kind of where I would start. But there are some great technologies and innovations and strategies out there just on the security mm -hmm. side um, that I feel we can we yeah. can look at. So. Well, I feel for providers who are having mm -hmm. to, to deal with that. I um, wrote up a story last week about a hospital in Tennessee who discovered that some hacker had installed cryptocurrency mining software yes. on their on one of their servers on their they use for their EHRs. I thought, you know, this is <laughs> we wouldn't have read about this a year ago. <laughs> What's going to happen 12 months from now? It'll be interesting to to watch. That's funny. Yeah, and, and I also I do agree with you completely on the. The, the usability, um, the integration, enhancing the workflow of all providers. We, we certainly know if we watched um, extenders and, and obviously providers past physicians, but, but nurses and other type of care extenders integrated them into the care plan of the patient, but not creating extra workloads for people, but really integrating that care. I think there's a lot of momentum 
on that space. It's not about the new shiny widget. It's more about how can you simplify and streamline the provider workflow and the practice or the organization, the hospital workflow. So I do see synergies there. Uh, and again, not just about this new disparate widget. I sat with a company yesterday and they have a, and there's a lot of these running around just the great new widget or, or some workflow best practices, but it sits outside the product. And you just, you just, I said, you just can't do that. You just can't. They're not going to go yeah. to a separate area or a separate product and then worry about integration later on. So, mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. But we, we do see some great, um, you know, some great movement forward. Um, EHRs are getting more usable. Uh, there are more integration technologies. We are integrating the care plan. The patient engagement is happening. Uh, patients are becoming more informed. Um, you know, I even, and I'll ask you this question here, but I even had to do some uh, searching on what I want to do for healthcare. I had to change healthcare plans last year. And ah. I, you know, the, um, uh, the ACA and, and those types of plans uh, were very expensive. Uh, and I didn't want to go and, and just pay, you know, a thousand dollars a month just to have access to healthcare. Then you got to pay this five thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar deductible. So I went and found MediShare, and I'm in love with it. I became a true, true, true consumer. I researched mm -hmm. drug prices yeah. before I buy my drugs. I talk to my providers before they prescribe something. Um, but I pay two hundred and thirty dollars a month for healthcare for my wife and I. And it's fantastic. And I become a true consumer and I pay $9 for some scripts that I take every month. And it's just phenomenal. And so, yep. you know, and, and I work out every other day. I, we eat very healthy. Um, we take care of ourselves. We still have, you know, we still enjoy luxuries of life and indulge from time mm -hmm. to time and partake in other things and adult beverages. And But we don't abuse ourselves. We work out. We take care of ourselves. We eat healthy. And my life is phenomenal. I've lost 20 something pounds. Mm -hmm. I pay a fraction of what I paid in healthcare costs before. So. I'd love to hear well, your you know, thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been MediShare uh, customers for going on three years now. Awesome. Um, family of four. And it's saved us a ton of money. It lines up with our Bullies. values. Yep. It definitely makes us look at where our money is going in terms of, well, does this doctor charge this much because he's that qualified? You know, or does he charge this much right. because he's not, mm -hmm. you know, you got to, it, it's just created a whole new perspective for us in terms of where we go for our healthcare. And, and um, you know, I don't know about you and your wife, but we have utilized the free telemedicine visits that so they I. offer us through yep. MD Live. Same here. Um, and, you know, during the flu season. Yep. It's it's great. And um, so I know we'll get to this question in a minute, but telemedicine is definitely something I'll be looking for more of at HIMSS. Um, you know, obviously it's been around for years, and but I feel like now that it's getting easier for providers to adopt and easier for them to put into their workflows, because I've seen a ton of EHR companies adding those modules into their system. Um, it's it's just becoming, I don't want to say routine yet, but I feel like we're going to see a lot more of it on the show floor this year than we have in the past. Yeah, actually, I completely agree. And, and to your point, yes, my wife and I both used uh, the MD Live, zero, you know, zero cost, zero copay. Uh, and we both got, uh, I came down with, um, I think, uh, sinus infection and she came down with something else. It wasn't the flu, but we both got sick around the mm -hmm. same time, but she has something different than I did. And, uh, but we both knocked it out 
and uh, it didn't yeah. cost us but uh, $20 in scripts. So it was uh, it was yeah. awesome. I was very fortunate and very happy again to have <laughs> that issue here. But to your point on um, what we will see. So, yeah, I actually have a breakfast on March 7th before the radio show, actually, uh, the live radio show there. We're going to be hosting our third health innovation think tank and the three topics that we've been covering. And then I'll be doing the report outs. You know, the very first strategy was around value based care. The second one was connected health. And the third one was virtual care. And, and there are some okay. great leaps uh, that this industry, uh, we have about 50 thought leaders that we've brought together. Uh, this will be our third one, but um, but really making demonstrable changes in the industry and coming up with best practices. And I'll be doing this report out during that think tank uh, that Wednesday morning talking about what best practices are being achieved in the industry uh, and key takeaways from all these health IT leaders. And these leaders are from payers. They're from large provider organizations. They're from small provider organizations, independent practices all across the board. And then some great innovators who have some real those key platforms and technologies that enable those great best practices. Mm -hmm. So um, I agree with you completely. I think virtual care and certainly telemedicine is going to be a big topic and, and how that's being integrated successfully into the care plan. We're going to see that at HIMSS this year. Right. Well, one thing I'm looking looking forward to, and I hope I can find it, is a company called Connection Health. Hmm. That's Connection with an X. Have you heard of them? I have not. I just, no. I just read about them earlier today. They have come up with a touchless app-based they call it a health assessment kiosk. So you walk in, you stand there, and sensors and cameras and mm -hmm. who knows what else somehow gets all your body's data, and and that's all I know right now. <laughs> but I am definitely intrigued as far as yeah. what it can diagnose, how it can help you, what it hooks up to on the back end. But yeah, virtual care, um, I think is going to be really exciting. Yeah. And we're doing some big things out there. But real quickly, for everyone that may have joined us a little late, my guest today is Jen Denard, otherwise known as the Digital Diva from His Talk. So what, tell us a little bit about, and I've been around this a little bit, um, your health IT chicks community. I'm not using that word in slang. That's what you call it. Um, but uh, yeah. hashtag health IT chicks and hashtag women in uh, HIT. So tell us a little bit about those, you know, those groups, um, what you guys are doing at HIMSS uh, to start with. Sure. Um, Health IT Chicks is a social networking community that I started four or five years ago. Um, I saw a real need to form a collective voice or a place, socially speaking, for, for us to gather together and chat. And so we started out with tweet chats. We have a LinkedIn group. There's a website now. Um, we have an annual meetup at HIMSS, and we have 100 plus women come out and and engage. We usually have a panel. This year's panel will focus on um, making your career path your own because, you know, you're a great example of this, Justin. You start out, you know, you graduate college or you, you start your professional career thinking, okay, mm -hmm. do I want to go for the corporate C-suite position? Do I want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to stay home and have a family for a few years? What does that look like? And I would say 15, 20 years ago, there was a definite path that pretty much everybody followed. But now with, um, you know, flexible schedules and the ability to work remotely and um, yeah. the cost of living and cost of healthcare causing people to think, you know what, maybe I don't need to do it this way. Um, people now are, are taking their careers in their own hands and, and, kind of veering off that traditional path. So I've got a great uh, lineup of, of women, a couple of CIOs, CEOs, 
entrepreneurs who are going to dispense advice to anyone, <laughs> male or female, mm-hmm. who just has questions about, hey, how do I start my own business? How do I um, balance work and life better? How do I think about HR if I'm getting my startup off the ground? Um, you know, how did you do it? And so I'm hoping to, to offer a, some different perspectives with our meetup. Um, and then, you know, HEMS has done a great job as a, as a national, international organization of promoting women in health IT over the last several years. And they are the ones that are really behind that women in HIT hashtag. Um, and they've got some great events planned. They've got a, their annual networking event for women in health IT, I believe, is Tuesday evening. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, org is the place to go for all mm-hmm. the scheduling. And then um, my friend Max Stroud, she runs a, a business, I guess you could call it, or a collective called Doyen Connect for women also working in healthcare IT. And her, her effort is more events-based, and she's doing a meetup Monday at 3. So, you know, all of this info is out there through the Health IT Chicks hashtag. So I encourage listeners to go, to go check us out. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Max actually last week published a great list of all the speakers that are um, and all the sessions that are going to be at HIMS and then also their Twitter handles. Um, so uh, she did a great job. I went there and checked. I'm actually speaking on Thursday. Uh, going to be basically doing a value-based care think tank report out with um, one of my partners in crime, Lee Williams. She's a great leader from University of Virginia. She runs the revenue cycle for University of Virginia Hospital, uh, and she's going to be uh, my co-presenter for our, our value-based care session. But um, uh, I love what obviously what you're doing um, and what HIMSS does around women in health IT. I was raised by an incredible mother, an incredible grandmother, very strong, two women that are extremely powerful in their own rights. Uh, and then my wife is an amazing entrepreneur in her own right. So I love what uh, what you do. I love what HIMSS does, how you guys support women and our ecosystem is women-centric. I mean, our healthcare ecosystem is very supportive of women. There's a lot of women entrepreneurs. Um, and we also, they also look out for each other. I put myself in that category. I'm not a woman, but, um, but they, uh, they look out for each other. And it's so cool because I actually follow those hashtags out on Twitter uh, and even in, um, mm-hmm. in social media uh, in LinkedIn. And it's kind of, it's just so cool to see what our industry does and what you do. So thank you specifically for what you do, Jen. Um, love it. You're so, Moving here, and oh, actually, one thing I want to bring up, and also because you also made me think of this uh, when you were talking, um, women in, in health IT, and, and well, she's not specifically just in health IT. We have a new leader here, even in the Atlanta area, Barunda Prince Jones. She is the executive director of the Comcast The Farm, which is a new incubator uh, just northwest of the city of Atlanta uh, in the Battery at SunTrust Park. This is the new Braves Park. Uh, but she has opened in partnership with Comcast, this great incubator. They, I think they have 10 to 13 companies or cohorts coming in. And uh, I think three cohorts, 10 companies uh, coming in. And it's going to be uh, neat to see this uh, new, very high-tech, very high-end facility. It's actually kind of cool. One side of the facility overlooks downtown Atlanta, and the other side overlooks SunTrust Park, which is the Braves Field and Braves Stadium. It's, I mean, you can be there working, watching a Braves game. Uh, and also take it in some beautiful skyline. Atlanta is one of the most beautiful skylines if you haven't seen it uh, before. So uh, she's doing a great job and a lot of female entrepreneurs inside that uh, that incubator. So I want to give them a shout out. And, and uh, I'll actually want I'll connect you over there, too, because it'd be great for you to stop by, certainly as the, the healthcare cohorts uh, cranked up. 
yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. In our closing couple of minutes, um, I, you know, you always do so much great work. We've already talked about kind of the health IT chicks and women health IT and how you support those communities inside and outside of HIMSS and the annual conference. But where do you invest? Uh, where else do you invest? Uh, and I like to ask the question of my guests, you know, where do you invest your time, talent and treasure and why? That's a great question. <laughs> um, well, you know, my husband and I try to to pour into kids at our church. You know, we teach Sunday school and we just try to really stay connected with um, my daughters and their peer groups um, that way. And then kind of on a professional slash personal level, I am a big believer in promoting the concept of doing good and giving back and corporate and personal philanthropy. And so I, I guess three years ago, I started a holiday giving campaign through Health IT Chicks. And we've, um, we've raised money for different kinds of charities. Our, the most recent one we did was Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. which is a Christian-based relief organization, global relief organization that's, um, that has a, a specific focus, well, it has many focuses, but a specific one on helping women. So they'll go into um, communities in, you know, impoverished nations and help women learn to read, go to school. Um, of course, they'll share the gospel with them. They'll help them... Um, you know, prepare to enter some whatever workforce is available to them. And, and so, you know, it's important for us to kind of get out of our, our shells and realize that giving back, doing good, um, just really makes it all, all worthwhile. And so that's kind of what drives me when I get up in the morning. How can I, how can I help somebody else? How can I help somebody to help somebody else? You know, it's all one of the I, I like to tell people that Health IT Chicks has a number of pillars that we kind of stand on. And one of those is helping those who are a little less experienced than us, you know, become leaders. And I think giving back is, is part of that leadership process. Totally agree. And we're actually at time, Jen, but you, you and I always have so much to talk about and time does fly. You're a terrific guest. I look forward it to does. seeing you. Thanks. Hymns. Um, and, uh, and thank you again for joining my show uh, numerous times. You're wonderful for that. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. You got it. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. And please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, Pacific to always hear the latest shows. You can always track me at Twitter uh, at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustInRadio so we can respond to your comments from the show. If you missed any part of this episode or want to hear more, all of my shows are posted on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google Play, and TuneIn. Uh, and also you can check out the new website that we launched at justinbarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.